I'm driving home uh, yesterday, and uh, you know, I got my phone connected to Apple CarPlay, which is connected to my Bluetooth, and, and I get a text from my friend in Rome. He's like, hey, what's up? You know, I'm like, uh, you know, he's like, can I call him? I'm like, sure. So he calls me, connected to his Wi-Fi, overseas, you know, overseas, and there we're having a chat. Now, this is something we do all the time, right? But this idea of connectedness, you know, how closely we're actually all connected just via technology is really pretty amazing. And uh, so we're having a nice chat, and, you know, of course, it's, it's eight hours later. I think it's eight or nine. I can't remember. You know, time changes. And, uh, well, I mean, time doesn't change, but anyway, uh, that's beside the point. But anyway, so we're talking. I'm like, hey, are, are you having a beverage? And he's like, a beverage? And I'm like, so that's how clear the call was. <laughs> so... Yeah, we had a great talk, and, and, and we're all used to this, you know, right? And I, I know talking to my mom, who, who you know, not to her, not to her fault, and doesn't really know a lot about technology, isn't very facile with it, but we'll be talking on the phone, and even she understands this invisible connection that exists, because she'll be like, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. What's, what's, what's going on with the connection? I'm like, I don't know, it's on your end. I don't, it's, it's probably you probably you. Um, but it, it kind of works like magic, you know, for us. All of this connectedness, we, um, we go into a building and we're like, what's the Wi-Fi password? You know, what's your Wi-Fi password? Um, go into a, a restaurant or anywhere else, we're, we're connected kind of all the time. I mean, you know, my watch buzzes, my, my phone buzzes, as, as does yours as well. So we take this connection for granted, this connectedness that we, that we all have, just sort of a part of our life. We look at the events of the ascension with the apostles, and normally goodbyes are sad events, right? I mean, normally when you're saying goodbye, you're, you're I mean, if it's certainly somebody you love, you have a lot of love and gratitude, but you're, you're sad to say goodbye. There, there's a sadness in it. What's interesting about what we hear in the events of the Ascension from all of the different sources is that the disciples did not seem to be sad. Now, earlier on when the Lord was telling them he was going to leave 40 days earlier and, and such, there seemed to be some, you know, difficulty with that for the, for the disciples. But as the event takes place, they're not particularly Sad. In fact, we're told they're joyful. They're joyful after the Lord has gone. For he said, essentially, I will continue to be with you. Although I am going and I'm going to prepare a place for you, I will be with you. I'm still connected to you. And so the, the disciples were instructed to go forth and proclaim what they had witnessed. They had witnessed the Lord. They had heard all that he had said, all that he had taught. They had witnessed the great events. They had seen it. And so then they could go forth and they could proclaim that good news, knowing that that the Lord was still with them, right, in their hearts, that there was some kind of bond that existed, which you couldn't see, 
some sort of connection you couldn't see, but they could feel it and they could even know it, like they knew he was still with them. I was talking to to a good friend uh, earlier in the week about that very dynamic of this interconnectedness. You know, the the ability to see how God is active in our lives. And we're talking about how some people see it and some people don't see it. And we're the kind of people, this friend and I, we're the kind of people who see God's connections all the time, all the time. Oh, that's God again. That's God again. There's God. It's obvious. But then for some people, it's not obvious. And why is that? It's because they don't know. Maybe they don't know. Maybe they don't even think about it. Maybe they don't know that God works that way. Or maybe they just willfully don't want to see it. You know, some people have, have got science so much in their head, and they're, they're so used to the empirical method that nothing exists without being able to be studied by that method, which, of course, is fairly easy to disprove that assertion. For there are things that exist that we cannot see or even necessarily uh, prove through that method all the time. One of these things, have you ever been in love? This is me asking you. I just thought that was funny. You're like, Father, have you ever been in love? Yes, I have. How long ago? I'm not going to tell you. But you know when you're in love, you, f- you, you have that connection always. Like, you know, those of you who are still in love, hopefully some of you, that connection continues to exist, right? And, and especially when you're in love, you know, in love, you feel that connection all the time. You might say, well, that's just feeling. I don't think it is. Well, even beyond that, even beyond just sort of a romantic love, like, you know, the love that parents have for their children, Your children leave, they go away gleefully, too gleefully, they run, they're gone, but that connection you feel for them doesn't cease, and it's not just emotion. There's, you talk to a mother about her children particularly, you know, they're, they're from her body. The, the connected, the connectedness that a mother has for her children just doesn't cease because of distance. It's always there. And it's more than affectation. It's more than feeling. And I think the same is true. You know, we talk about, well, you know, supporting one another. I support you. I'm supporting you now. I'm, I'm praying for you. And people will say, I can feel that. I can feel that. I know you are. There's something happening that I can't explain but I feel that support and I feel that strength. You know, as, as human beings, we've created things like the internet and Wi-Fi and, you know, radio waves and et cetera. And it's amazing. It's an amazing invention. You know, it's amazing what we've done. We can't see it, but it, it keeps us connected. How much more can God do? You know, we think it's amazing just to, to be able to use Wi-Fi and, and connect with somebody across the Atlantic Ocean, but how much, can, how much more can God do to keep us connected spiritually 
And, and that's with each other, as well as, of course, with him, maintaining that connection. Now, why does this matter? Well, I mean, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, it's great to know that we're always connected to each other and to God, that there's a spiritual connection, there's this connection of love and support and, you know, etc. But the reason we stay connected is so that we may be empowered to go forth and proclaim the good news, just like the, the disciples were. They knew they were still connected. The Lord left, but they were connected to him, and the fact that he left in such a majestic way only highlighted the importance of that connection, that they would continue to go forth, they would go forth, they would face great suffering. All but one would be killed. They would face incredible obstacles, but they would proclaim the goodness of Jesus Christ. And just like they were called to do that, so too are we called in different ways. Living our lives as though God actually exists, as opposed to being sort of anonymous atheists who live their lives as though God doesn't exist throughout the week. Living our lives like God does exist in this moment, in this event, God is here. God is revealed. God is revealed in this other person. God is revealed in my midst all the time. This is such a powerful reality if we just open our eyes to see it, if we make the decision to believe that this is how God is operating. And we don't have to go and... I was driving back from Tucson yesterday, and, and um, there's all these billboards. So, I mean... You know, billboards exist everywhere. But anyway, I'm looking at these billboards, and one of them is, are you going to heaven or hell? I'm like, well, that's going to convince a lot of people. Because fear and coercion, you know, that's what, that's what God wants, you know. You better believe in him and go to church or you're going to go to hell. Great. You know, try to use that in a human relationship. Pete, you better love me or you're going to go to hell, you know. I mean, any human relationship, you'd say, that's ridiculous. You can't have a loving relationship based on fear and coercion. It doesn't work. So we, we don't have to go out and, and be judgmental. <laughs> Definitely not. We don't have to go out and threaten people with their eternal salvation. That's not our job, nor should it be. We merely have to live our lives like God exists. And once in a while, tell people about it. Gosh, why are you so happy and joyful? Let me tell you. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you where I find my joy and my peace and my comfort. That's why. Witnessing to people, being a martyr, that's what witness means. Being a martyr for people so that they may see us and the goodness that God has for us and so that maybe they might open their hearts to him as well. Please stand.